We thank you, Lord, for this wonderful night. We thank you, Lord, you are our risen Savior. We thank you, Lord, that you gather us unto yourself. Speak to our hearts, Lord. Renew our hearts and build us again in your love. We praise your name. My brothers and sisters, he is risen from the dead. Amen. We have proclaimed this with deep faith for centuries from the very beginning. When that morning the stone was rolled away and Christ rose from the dead. That is our hope, that is our joy, that's our freedom, Christ risen. You know, there was a, in the Orthodox Church a custom where when they met one another, one would say, Christ is risen, and the other would say, he's truly risen. And so at the beginning of the Communist Revolution in Russia, there was a debate going on between uh, the priest, the local priest, and the, the communist revolutionary. The communist revolutionary got up and gave this great spiel about what the communism will do for the world, how important it is for the whole of humanity. Went on for half an hour. But the old priest knew his people. He stood up and just simply cried out, Christ is risen! And they all said, he's truly risen! And the priest said, I rest my case. <laughs> so Christ is risen. Shall we do it now? Here I am, I'm addressing you. Christ is risen. He is truly risen. You can do better. <laughs> Christ is risen. He is truly risen. Amen. I can rest my case. St. Augustine said that we are to be an Alleluia people from the top of our heads to the tip of our toes. Huh? Alleluia. Praise the Lord. Because we live in the risen life of Christ. We've been baptised into Christ. There are some to be baptised into Christ today. How wonderful is that? What an exciting moment. But let us remember, when we're talking about the resurrection... We're not talking about something that just happened in the minds of the apostles, like some of our contemporaries say, huh? Oh, it's just imagined by the apostles, or they had a mystical experience. No, all the testimonies in Scripture use the word ophe, which means he appeared really and truly before them in bodily form. But he wasn't just an animated corpse like Lazarus, because Lazarus died again. But Jesus Christ, when he rose from the dead, he lives forever in his glorified body. Christ is risen, and he is our reason for living too. He's alive. We lit the Paschal candle out there, and then we lit our own candles from that. The Paschal candle representing Christ who is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end of all things. 
Now this night that we celebrate is the high point of history. This is the moment that death was overcome by Christ himself. He conquered the power of death. So that you and I have a beautiful thing to wait for when you finally do die. I hope it's not too soon. <laughs> but you will experience, if you've been faithful on this earth, the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. We live as a people assured of what God has intended for us when God the Father raised Jesus from the dead. Now there are some of us who need raising up now, all of us do, huh? Because there's certain things that happen in our life that sort of in a sense entomb us. Some here may feel deeply entombed in a way. And I'm with you in that, because at times we've all experienced that. Where we're, as it were, in the tomb. What of our own making sometimes, where we can just sense within ourselves a loss and abandonment. Uh, maybe we've had great tragedy happen in our lives, but maybe it's been the effect of sin, that the sin that we've committed and continue to commit keeps us entombed keeps us without hope, it seems. But what we proclaim tonight is that Christ lifts us out of our tombs when we turn to him and place our faith in him. Whether it's sin, whether it's despair, whether it's anxiety, loneliness, whatever it is. You know, you might remember in 2010, I think it was, in Chile, uh, there was uh, 33 men trapped in a, a very deep um, uh, mine where the mine had collapsed, unfortunately. And they were there for 69 days, entombed in this, this terrible position. Uh, after the 14 days, they'd used up all their food and they had the Last Supper. They called it that because they were all Catholics. They knew about the Last Supper. But then the next day, actually... Uh, one of the drills actually cut through into the cave where they were. And they began to be able to put down food to them and that sort of thing. But you can imagine what it was like. You know, and trapped there for 69 days, even though they were being fed and that sort of thing, wondering whether they'd get out alive. And finally they got capsules that were able to sort of cut right down through there and they brought them out one by one. It took them about 24 hours to bring them all out. And they all came out. But what was most amazing to me about it as I watched it is that there was one named Esteban Rogas. They all had prayed a lot. But this man, as soon as he came out of the capsule, he just went to his knees, his hands up like this, just praising God. Now that's what we're meant to be like tonight, my brothers and sisters. Because Christ has risen out of the tomb. He carries us out of our tombs too and lifts us in a new way, gives us a new hope that we couldn't find anywhere else but in him. And we give him thanks and praise this night for what he's done for us. And remember that when you're in your worst moment, that's when he's closest to you. When you're at that moment where you feel despair because you've just let yourself down, let others down, you've messed up badly, that's when he's closest to you. And that's when he'll give you the victory if you turn to him. 
We just need to turn to him and allow him to lift us out of that situation into a new place in his heart and, and, and be filled again with the hope that he wants to live, us to live with. Now this resurrection of Jesus Christ has given us a new power in our lives. Those who will be baptised, this is so wonderful because you've been baptised into a deep power that comes from God himself. And we too, as children, uh, were baptised into that but we've forgotten about it or we didn't really understand it enough. And tonight the Lord wants to raise our, our consciousness, raise our awareness of who we are as children of God, that we've been baptised into Christ. As we read in that uh, text there, it says that we believe that having died with Christ, we shall return to life with him. Christ, as we know, has been raised from the dead, will never die again. Death has no power over him anymore. When he died, he died once for all. So his life now is life of God. And that way you too must consider yourselves to be dead to sin, but alive for God in Christ Jesus. This is our hope, huh? Our hope, it's, it's not a, a hope that's like a wishful thinking hope, you know, I wish something would happen. No, it's a hope based on fact that Christ has risen from the dead. That's the fact. And we claim it in our own personal lives, huh? That's so important that we do that. Now, if you look at the physical universe, there's a lot of power there, isn't there? The sun, which is only a small sort of object in the physical universe, uh, but it's sort of like got enough power to sort of be something equivalent to um, like hundreds of hydrogen bombs going off every second. A lot of power. There's a lot of power in the physical universe. But you know what? There's a greater power in the moral and spiritual universe in Jesus Christ's resurrection. Paul, when he was writing about this, he said, I, I pray that you'll come to know how infinitely great, how infinitely great is the power that has been exercised for us believers. And how can we tell this? By the fact that God the Father raised Jesus from the dead. And we've been brought into that resurrection power. Never forget it. It's uh, something I want you people who are baptised to really remember daily. But we who have been baptised many years before, we need to remember it again. We're going to have the opportunity to make our baptismal promises uh, tonight where we stand against the power of Satan and all evil and all darkness and we claim the victory of the Lord Jesus Christ in our lives. That's the way we're meant to walk, in victory, assured that we are overcomers uh, and never dragged down by the work of Satan. I'm reminded um, of a door and it was a door that was painted by Hans Holbein and this door had all sorts of growth over it that hadn't obviously been open for a long time and at the door standing was Christ in this painting and Christ is holding a lantern, the light of the world wanting to bring the light through that door but people who looked at the painting they said there's something wrong there's no knob on the door so how can Christ open the door? And Hans Holbein said, it's not meant to have the knob on the outside. The knob's on the inside. And whoever's behind that door, they have to open it up to welcome Christ. And that's the invitation tonight, my brothers and sisters, that maybe your door has been somewhat closed. Maybe it's overgrown a bit. 
Maybe it's only half open. And Jesus is knocking on the door to bring you the light, the light that will overcome all the darkness, the light of faith, the light of hope, the light of love. He wants to bring it to you, but it's for you to decide to open the door and let Jesus be the Lord. Paul says, anyone who confesses that Jesus is Lord and believes that God raised him from the dead, they shall be saved. Let no one here hold back tonight from confessing that Jesus is Lord and believe in all your heart that God raised him from the dead. Let us be a people who walk now in a new way for new strength in us because we've claimed Christ as our saviour. And bless his name.